the Aural Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Delivering dildos straight to your mail slot. It's the Oral Malpractice Podcast. I'm Chris, one of the Oral Malpractitioners. Joining me this week are Dr. Josh and Dr. Tom's second clone. God damn it. Yeah, it happened. (laughs) Yeah, this is Dr. Tom's second clone. I like to think of him as the more sensible clone. The first clone died due to multiple organ failure after gluing his dick hole shut for science. I blame you guys. (laughs) Well, someone needed For to science. do it, so we we honor the yeah. memory of to- Dr. Tom as well as Dr. Tom's first clone. Yes. So don't do it. You will die. It's a terrible idea. Well, I mean, under the right circumstances, it might be all right. Jury's still out. Did the clone let you know how painful it was? Or uh, Well, we didn't get a report on the pain scale. I know a lot of hospitals use that one to ten thing. And all he kept saying was, Aah! and I'm not sure what that is on a scale of one to 10. Okay. So maybe, like a four maybe or five. a six. Yeah. And my subjective. Okay. Five and a half. Dr. Tom and his first clone were both pussies. <laughs> I know. Hopefully you're a little tougher. I'll see what all I can right. do. That's what she said. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, she never no, says that. They usually don't. Mostly it's Whoa. like, ah, get out of my room. Who are you? <laughs> okay, so, sounds so like where Dr. are we Tom's going first right now? Clone. So um, Dr. Tom, was, not was that what you uh, wanted to deal with at the beginning <laughs> of the show? Or was there something else you wanted to? Yeah, what I actually want to do is I wanted to share something from the last podcast because I think things went really well. But afterwards, I wasn't sure if anybody. How do I know? I have his memories. You know, that's what I was going to ask. Do you have all of his memories? Does that pass over? Can I ask you a question, Dr. Josh? Just one quick question. <laughs> sure. Why are you ruining my narrative? So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, to step on your for this. clone toes. I don't give a shit. Just say whatever you want. Dr. Tom is dead according to the paperwork that declared him dead. Why are you accusing me? Dr. Tom's second clone of having any idea that he might retain the memories of all those other clones and of Dr. Tom himself. Can I do my thing? No, I mean, go ahead. I just, I was curious, genuinely curious. Wasn't accusing okay. of anything. I'm not really sure what you thought I was accusing okay, of. Okay. The, but go ahead. I got it. Okay, so the answer is science. Anyway, what I was going to say was um, I thought it'd be a really cool thing to kind of just kind of branch out I to you guys I accused Dr. After... Tom's second clone of science. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. Shit. Look, I want uh, to hear... Look, Dr. Tom's second clone had a question for me. I would like to eventually get to this question. I, I, I will respond to that accusation later but anyway i still have my lead in I- ask your questions clone. <laughs> Fuck you, Dr. Josh. anyway so dr chris after get on with it so yeah i'm gonna get on with it because i actually have a question for dr let's chris get it on. after his well let's put it this way at, at the eh, midway between the beginning and the end that would make it the middle of the 
episode <laughs> six podcast, Dr. Chris shared the story that he shit his pants. Um, he shit his pants a lot. He shit his pants while he was on the road. He shit his pants while he was on his way from his job to his home and he shit his pants. Um, he thought he was going to fart. So I heard Dr. Chris say a word and you thought you were going to fart, but you shit your pants. What did you call it? I called it sharding. I sharted. So it means that I, I thought I had to fart and shit came out instead. So sharding. It was a combination of fart and shit at the same time. Cool. Okay. So here's my question for you. You thought you had to fart, but then you shit. But shart, the word shart, very popular, starts with a shit and ends with a fart. So if you started to shit and it turned into a fart, that sounds more like a shart. If you started with a fart and ended with a poop, that sounds more like a foop. So my question for you is, were you sharding or were you fooping? You know what? I, I think that the English lexicon has thusly been improved by your analysis here. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I, I think that uh, foop or uh, it would be an accurate description. It, it, it was, you know, it kind of led a little bit with the fart and then there was the, the poop in it. So I, I would say I, I, I think that you have done a great service, uh, Dr. Tom's second clone, to the English language by coming up with this word that is much more accurate than shart. Thank you. And that's exactly why I'm going to start a We the People petition to change the term shart into foop. And I will have all my arguments there. This is important to me. Don't make fun of me. This is really important. Thank you very much. I'm done. That's all I wanted to say. I have no other feedback from the first episode. That was great. That's wonderful. Dr. Josh, is there uh, any any reflection or anything you took away from the 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 previous episode? I'm still or, thinking uh, about fooping because it brings to mind a very specific sound because if the foop is a fart that ends with a shit... <laughs> Well, we assume it's going to be diarrhea, but what if it's just like a regular poop? So it'd be like, uh, you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. Like all of a sudden something <laughs> plugs the hole and the air pressure just shoves it right out. And you got to pull your car over. You got to stare at the wall awkwardly yeah. and you just got to finish like a freaking cat in a litter box. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I try to hold back the laugh. I couldn't. <laughs> it's like, it's like stuff. your butt is a potato gun. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocket parts. There's fire yeah. involved like in lighter those, fluid. Uh, yeah. One of those like suction uh, devices that they have at the bank. Oh, the uh, vacuum tubes. Yeah, where you're like, yeah, you put... The, they have suction devices you, at the bank? I don't bank? know if they still yes. have those around or not. They have vacuum transport yeah. tubes. Wow, what your, bank uh, have I been going to? in the little capsule thing, and then it sucks it into the tube, and mm. it just brings it to the teller. But in this case, it's poop, and there's not a teller at the other end. Are you telling me the bank teller is snowballing the rest of the bank? Yeah. I guess so. I don't know what snowballing means, but sure. That's okay. You don't need to look that up. I appreciate that Dr. Chris is laughing, though. Okay. Snowballing. Etymology. <laughs> this will be a minute. Um, 
I mean, I was thinking something similar when ah, it's like you stick it into the tube <laughs> and it sucks it into the tube. I'm like, <laughs> I see where this is going. Somebody else just had Snowballing. to, um, yeah, absolutely just the go to that level. Spitting semen into a partner's mouth after oral sex. <laughs> I love the fact that you uh, put these things up and have to spell them out uh, for the audience. He didn't spell it. He just read it. Okay. The people may not know these things and we have to <laughs> disseminate no pun intended information <laughs> you said disseminate right their open mouths <laughs> that's what they do during snowballing oh it's like we're 13 all over again um <laughs> uh, but that being said i never aged past I did 13 not, we're good to, to be honest i did not know fully what it meant but i presumed it had something to do with semen based upon it being called snowballing semen is usually warm and not cold so you didn't really know no, you hypocrite. <laughs> I am proud to wear the mantle of hypocrite, okay? I think we're all hypocrites from time to time. Oh, that's getting pulled out and set into a supercut. Sure. I'm sure it is. That's what he said about getting pulled out. Uh, well, I mean, if you're going to snowball, I guess you would have to. Yeah. Because from, so, from, from <laughs> my That's from the first part of the equation. It's actually complex algebra when you think about it. I assume you're jizzing into your own mouth and then spitting it at someone. Oh, hold on. So. Hold on. That, that's wow. That sounds like a new Olympic sport. What is your sport. trajectory, sir? That sounds like several new Olympic sports. <laughs> and since the Olympics were in Tokyo this year, you really I've, missed I've your never, chance. I've never actually tried it, although I can I can picture what it might Who's look gonna like. Who's going to get a gold medal in snowballing? Jacking off. Mouth open. We'll probably still get more respect than the curling guy. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if you look at those curling guys sweeping, it's sort of the same sort of vigorous activity. It's absolutely a vigorous activity. There's no doubt about that. They're vigorously stroking something. They got to create a lot of friction. If you're in a hotel room traveling, how do you practice that? I can think of Just a way. Dry friction with a broom of some sort. <laughs> You really got to get those bristles in there. <laughs> you might have just There's... named this podcast Dry Friction with a Broom. <laughs> There's a difference, though. All right. Between the two sports that you're discussing what, here, cur- because cur- at cur- least curling, in curling, into your own mouth. Look, in... <laughs> you really just can't just discuss just curling. End of story. You're, just hear me out. You're not letting me. All right. So you're absolutely right. Rubbing the bristles seems uh, against the ice seems like it would, you know, be, a, you know, a harsh event, but it's actually generating more lubrication on the ice. It melts the ice a little bit versus uh, unless you start with lubrication in the other event, you're going to have some pretty nasty chafing going on. Yeah, but then you draw blood and that's yeah. the lubricant. Oh, are you trying to tell me blood is nature's <laughs> yeah. lubricant? Oh, well, I mean gross that's that's what old man thompson told me growing you're up you're a sick bastard shame on you for thinking about that even though i said it first you thought about it first shame on you <laughs> oh gosh oh you know dr josh you were you were messaging me a little bit uh and you were a little bit cryptic about this, but uh, you mentioned that there there might be a new sponsor that's interested in, in us or something, but you were kind of cryptic well, about I, it. I was not cryptic so much as I didn't have all of the information. 
So I was having some preliminary discussions with a potential advertiser. They are a very well-known glue company. I'm sure you've both heard of Gorilla Glue, correct? Yes, I'm aware of the product. So Gorilla Glue heard our whole segment about the guy gluing his dick shut. And they are very much interested in our podcast and in the subject matter that we get into and men's health uh, just in general. And so they decided that they potentially may want to start advertising with us. So they gave us a test read. So basically, if it goes well, we keep it in the podcast. They pay us. Beautiful, right? Problem is, they didn't get it to me until today, right before the show. So I didn't have a chance to run it by you, Chris. So what they told me is, look, have Chris um, read it. And I asked them, you know, why why do you want Chris to read it? And they, um, does this have to be Chris or can it be one of the other ones? Like if he doesn't want to read it, whatever. And they said, well, look, Chris is like the main doctor. You know, he's the one that introduces the show. He's the one that closes the show. He's the one that keeps you two uh, imbeciles on track. Their idea of you uh, is that, you know, you obviously seem to be a take charge kind of guy. That's true. So they've just kind of assumed that there may be some things about you that really line up with their branding of this new advertising idea that they have. Uh, What they said was, read the whole thing through okay don't skip anything if you need to correct any information that's in the read about any personal attributes you may have or regarding your medical credentials or anything like that uh and i ran it by our lawyers as well they have a little blurb that they want us to read afterwards uh and i'll go ahead and do that okay if they like it and we like it then we'll keep it okay but uh, I, th- I think you're really going to like it. I really think it fits you. And uh, this is going to be a great partnership going forward. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hopefully a, a great partnership uh, with Gorilla Glue. And I'm opening up the copy now and we will uh, we'll take a look at this. Hey, guys, Dr. Chris here. As an actual licensed medical doctor, I'm constantly being asked by men of all different shapes, sizes and persuasions if I can examine their genitalia cock and balls in layman's terms, to diagnose all sorts of abhorrent and embarrassing medical conditions. But the one thing that a man should never be ashamed of is the lusty primal desire to have an enormous, rock-hard, angrily throbbing, 12-inch horse cock that never goes flaccid. Genetically speaking, the desire for your penis to be as long and thick as professional wrestler's forearm makes absolutely perfect sense. Studies in monkeys and gorillas have... has shown that a super long summer sausage <laughs> swinging between your musky. <laughs> okay. You know what? Your laughter fucked me up. Fuck you. All right. Swinging between your musky, musky, thickly muscled sweat glistened thighs will make your semen penetrate deeper and more effectively into the lady monkey's baby maker. This is especially important if the lady monkeys you're trying to impregnate are promiscuous. Think about it. Your semen is going to have to compete with all the other semen that the other males have already deposited up there. It's like that old game we all used to play at the community swimming pool, poop in the filter. The closer you are to that flappy thing that sucks your poops into the filter, the more likely it is that your poop will go in first. Just to clarify, you should never try to fuck a monkey and or gorilla. The end result could be a hideous human monkey and or gorilla chimera that would haunt your dreams for the rest of your life. Think of the medical bills the kid would have. Plus, can an animal even consent to sexual intercourse? No one really knows. 
Suffice it to say, if that lady monkey and or gorilla decides to press charges, you'll be branded a monkey and or gorilla raper for the rest of your miserable goddamn life. And that's the least of your worries. Your kid would be insanely ugly. Last but not least, monkeys are incredibly strong and extremely violent. They hunt in packs and would tear you to pieces. It's not worth it. Do you know what is worth it? Heaving your liquid progeny into as many human female baby makers as you can with that long ass dick you know you want. Now, if you're like me, it doesn't take much effort to maintain a never-ending penile engorgement with the kind of overwhelming length and girth that your special lady can really sink her teeth into. I'm speaking figuratively here, of course. That is, unless she's a monkey and or gorilla, but we've already covered that. Even for extremely well-endowed men like me, it never hurts to have a little extra down there. And when I say down there, I'm talking about your cock. I'm also talking about gorillas. Or more specifically, Gorilla Glue. You see, in addition to making great glue, Gorilla Glue is also a tireless advocate for men's sexual health and well-being. That's why they've asked me, a real-life licensed medical doctor, to share all the incredible ways you could improve your sex life with Gorilla Glue. So without further ado, welcome to Gorilla Glue Dick Hacks with Dr. Chris. It's like life hacks, but for your dick. Today's dick hack is all about, you guessed it, length. Here's an idea that has always worked great for me. What I do is I get a thin metal rod, like a knitting needle or a lag bolt. I lube it up with some silicone and stick it into the hole of my sizable, perpetually erect penis. I then get a tall 20 ounce glass and fill it with Gorilla Glue. Next, I suspend my newly enhanced genitals over the glass and thrust my enormous rock hard erection into the glue as far as I can. To put it differently, I sheath my sword right to the hilt. Then I pull out and let it dry. As it dries, guess what? Bonus! The glue expands and adds girth as well. Gorilla Glue is truly a miracle product. I then repeat this process until I achieve the desired result, just like making an old-fashioned candle. Finally, I cut the dried glue to expose the end of the metal rod and use pliers to yank it out with a sharp, clean tug. Voila! A bigger dick with incredible length and lots of extra bonus girth. My Gorilla Glue dick is a confidence booster for sure, but the most important thing to me is the knowledge that I've done my part to ensure that my genetic material will be spread as far and wide as possible. One day, my semen will be all over the globe. It's one hell of a bucket list item, but in the words of JFK, I do not do it because it is easy, but because it is hard. Extremely hard. Hard enough to cut glass. Thanks, Gorilla Glue. Remember, guys, I believe in you. With the help of Gorilla Glue, you can reach for the stars just like me. It's a peace of mind that far outweighs the cost of 20 ounces of Gorilla Glue, a lag bolt, and some lube. I'm telling you this both as a friend and your doctor. It's time to have a longer penis. It just is. There's no downside, and it's totally safe. To be clear... I am an actual licensed medical doctor giving you very real and legally binding medical advice. Take it from me. Once you discover the hidden power of this amazing glue, it'll be the one and only gorilla to ride your dick ever again. 
And that's the truth from my mouth straight to your ass. And now a brief note from the oral malpractice legal team. Under no circumstance should you or anyone else construe any statements made on the oral malpractice podcast as any type of advice, medical or otherwise. It is intended for entertainment purposes only. The fact that it is not entertaining to us and most listeners is immaterial. What matters is the intent. Please, for the love of our dear Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself, do not put Gorilla Glue on your dick or any other body part. Such off-label uses of Gorilla Glue are dangerous and potentially lethal. You know what? This might be a bad time to mention that the Gorilla Glue also desensitizes and increases your longevity so, in the So bedroom. you have tried this. Yeah, I mean, you know, you occasionally experiment, but... Um, that Man, they, 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 they assumed that you did, and they were right. No, no, I mean... I do I, have a question. Yes. Yes. Is the reading done? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? What do you mean? <laughs> Well, I, I feel like Dr. Chris had a couple things he wanted to get off his chest first. I mean, I feel bad for you, buddy, for having to read that schlock. Um, Gorilla Glue does none of that. <laughs> but I, I don't want to go into that if they're paying us money. But if, if you want to give your opinion first, I, I have a couple points I want to add to it. But I want to let you go first, okay. Dr. Chris. You were I, the victim in this scenario. I, you know what? I think the only thing that really uh, prevented me from fully accepting the seriousness of the the ad read dr josh if you had not snickered that like third paragraph uh, in i think i was I not the one i, I think i could have really nailed this and, and now secondly, you know, this was a serious ad I, read and you oh, weren't supposed to laugh it was probably me oh i know i wasn't supposed to laugh but the fact is somebody laughed and that set me going but yeah. the fact is is that i Guilty. was able to redeem it i think um, and with some creative editing, I, I think that we could really sell this for Gorilla Glue. That being said, I, I agree with the legal statement at the end. I would not recommend trying this at home uh, or not at home or basically anywhere. Um, I also would not recommend uh, using Gorilla Glue as a potential sexual uh, lubricant or any other use uh, sexually or physically upon your body. I don't think Gorilla Glue is going to like that. I think it was well written. It was well written if you're an asshole. I have a couple things I want to add to that. Go ahead. Gorilla Glue is a bunch of fucking assholes um, because when you started that and you were talking about, you know, any form of penis monsters, um, mixing genitalia with glue and all that horrible shit that they forced you to read in exchange for money. Uh, this was a test read. Um it's not pronounced chimera. Oh, You're a test reader. Chimera. Um, anyway, oh. it's chimera. chimera. How dare chimera. they give you such a strange word without uh, at least telling you how to pronounce look, it? I, I'm not going to tell you how to pronounce tristodecophobia without at least uh, telling wait, oh, you that that's on, how it's hold pronounced. Hold on. Perhaps Gorilla Glue, I'm just Dr. Saying. Tom, assumed a certain level of competence on Dr. Chris's behalf. And so they assumed that he would know the word and pronounce it correctly. The fact that he failed utterly is besides the point. Perhaps Gorilla Glue, Dr. Josh. I'm sorry, Dr. Chris. I have to get into this. Dr. Josh. I think they're taking advantage of the fact that we are a small podcast that's lying about our PhDs and have a listening audience of a number of viewers you can count on one hand. 
I feel like we are the victims here and we can sue Gorilla Glue for ungodly amounts of money. And then a we won't have to do this anymore. Blood sucking cyborg would say that. Another thing that we should be getting some money for, I, I really think that, uh, especially considering some conversations, Dr. Josh, that you and I had during uh, last week's show, I think that we can make a case for some copyright infringement in, in the near future. We knew this was going to happen. I was online and I stumbled across this ad and it just pissed me off to no end. Dr. Tom has a point. We are a small getting started again podcast and I feel like we're being taken advantage of. And you know what? Like, all right, here, just take a listen to this. This is a perfect example. Coming soon to the History Channel. What if the end of humanity lurks just off every coastal region in the world? What if we have been fooled into believing that we are safe from unseen forces in the waves of the sea? What if the future of humanity is in the hands of cephalopod overlords? What if it already happened? Join the History Channel as we investigate the historical squid uprising of 1642. I mean, it's clear to me that H.P. Lovecraft's Cthulhu was inspired by the events of the 1642 Squid Uprising. Just listen to this diary entry dated July 7th, 1648. I was abducted by squids and probed orally and then anally for six years straight. I don't like to talk about it. And our experts speculate about the potential uprising to come. There's no proof that there wasn't a giant squid uprising where they all had either handguns or machine guns. I mean, there's just no evidence that that didn't happen. Therefore, it, it potentially happened. It probably did. Well, that's that's the words of wisdom. Everything we don't know is actually something that we do know. Exactly. And I, for one, welcome our cephalopod overlords. The Great Squid Uprising of 1642. Only on History Channel. You see? Blatant intellectual... You know what, Chris? I got... Property theft. Absolutely. And I will say one thing. It's kind of right. I did feel safe at some point, but if the History Channel is telling me that there's a lot of things going on under the sea, coming from a huge H.P. Lovecraft fan, I know my tentacles. I don't feel that safe anymore. Because if an uprising happened once, whether it was in our favor or against, who knows what else is going on that's going to just upend humanity and all of a sudden, no more tentacles. What are the Japanese going to do? I think the important issue here, though, laying aside the end of the world, is the intellectual property theft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, so, so I'm not so sure about that. So are we saying that we don't want this Gorilla Glue money? I'm are very you saying confused. we should sue the History Channel on behalf of Gorilla Glue? No, no. Look. All I'm saying is that this whole Gorilla Glue thing was tentative, although the contract has been signed and it is set in stone. What set it in stone? Was it Gorilla Glue? 
You forged my signature? I'm not going to get it. Look, we'll take this offline. I'm not going to get into details. All I'm saying is never get we're going to we're going to want this uh we're going to want this doom to glue fail. Money. So you're saying the gorilla glue money is slightly more than the saving the world money. Is that what you're saying right now? Uh well, I, I mean, we're never going to save the world from the history channel. Um I I don't yeah, That I don't was a yes or no we, question. You really don't have to beat around that bush too I much. I think that we should sue the history channel. I'm not okay, sure we're, doing it. we're suing the history channel that Gorilla Glue taking an idea from our podcast and then paying us money to keep doing it is so on we the should same sue level. Gorilla Glue as well. No, I just need to figure out who we need to sue. The, definitely the history channel, although I, I, I think that they could argue that if anyone should sue them, it should be the estate of H.P. Lovecraft. So perhaps what we can do is um form some sort of joint legal action or um what do you call it uh when like a whole bunch of people sue a company a gangbang not quite you're getting you're in the right class action yeah there you go you're in the right class action basically yeah it's basically like a lawyer gangbang on a company. I, I think the real when point... When they least ex- suspect it. So I think that's what we got to... So I think what we should do is reach out to the estate of H.P. Lovecraft, send them a nicely worded letter, and then that's see fair. if we get a response back. When push comes to shove, I think what Dr. Josh is really saying is that we should stick with the Gorilla Glue uh, advertising you know, uh, okay. campaign. Yeah, let's take this glue dick money. We we've got to ride okay. this horse till it dies. Well, you know, what it, I'm saying? and then they melt it down and it turns into glue. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Excellent point. Everything is circular. The Hindus were the right. I wonder if they make the glue out of gorilla bones. No, they maybe. usually. Oh, that's Nobody a good knows, question. Maybe. The fact that people don't know means why that would it they may make gorilla glue out of horse bones? Don't tell me that the History Channel is now going to... A lot of dead gorillas around. But if you called it horse glue, I don't know who would buy it. Who would buy horse guys, glue? Guys, we, we got to stop. They'll buy gorilla glue. Nobody gives a shit about gorillas. The History Channel is good at stealing ideas, but I don't even think they would buy horse glue. No, that's not the point. I, I think we got to stop. You know, if we want to keep this gorilla glue sponsorship, we don't want the History Channel coming out with some sort of like expose about gorilla glue, you know, making their glue actually out of the bones of gorillas. This would be bad. And we already know that they're poaching us for content here. Clearly. We here at the Auro Malpractice Podcast, uh, we all love movies and TV shows, and we decided to investigate some things, uh, specifically, like, what would it be like if certain movies, TV shows, what what would we do if we could make them better, improve them, or even combine some of them? And so we're going to take a little stroll into a segment we'd like to call Movie Mashup. I was getting some flashbacks there. I, I thought I was going to hear a really bad Jamaican accent. Oh, my God. I thought we were going to get that classy yeah. island feel. Yeah, I, 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 really, I phoned that one in. I really got to redo that uh, bumper there. <laughs> okay. I, I made that bumper on my so, tablet while I was at work. <laughs> and apparently, well I, I, 
between then and when I went home to create the show opener that used the exact same song, I must have forgotten that I had used that song for that. (laughs) We are definitely not going to talk about Hitler. (laughs) Hitler. (laughs) So first of all, Dr. Tom, I I know that you kind of like a a little bit of horror, but also like a a little bit of, uh, are you into like those court drama shows or or something of that nature? If Uh, if I wanted to talk about my movie preferences. Let's talk about, hold on. Let's talk about the premise of this whole segment. Sure. Is that we each bring to the table an idea for a movie or film that combines one movie and another movie and or television show. So you're taking two things and smashing them together. They may work together. They may not. And that's what we got to decide. You know what? Then let me, let me roll it in. It's not something I thought about, but there's definitely some things I can pull up in the fly. This is a movie I really like. Um, It features two things I love. Uh, one of them is legal practices, and the second one is chainsaw decapitation. So those are actually one of the things I love to do. After doing you know medical work all day long, um, I'm legally dead, but the amount of work I do in my lab is unbearable. And one thing I love to do is just kind of be able to get out of the lab and just pretend I'm just a normal person watching normal stuff. One of my favorite movies I like to watch, it's called Chainsaw Lawyer. And it mixes two of my favorite things I like to use to just kind of get away. In a world where even the law is lawless, just $500 and your defendant walks, no questions asked, and justice itself teeters on the edge. Throw in the cocaine he got caught with, and we have a deal. Of a chainsaw. Chainsaw Lawyer. Martin McDowell was a talented sawyer who made toys for orphans. Here you go, Johnny. An airplane. You're the best, Mr. McDowell. I know. Then one day, heinous criminals defaced one of his business cards. Chainsaw lawyer? No. It's supposed to say Chainsaw Sawyer! Somebody turned the S into an L! Is there no justice in this world? And that was the day when he found his new calling in life. I have found my new calling in life! As a Chainsaw Lawyer. (laughs) For the crime of possession of cocaine with intent to sell to infants, I hereby find the defendant not guilty. I object, Your Honor! On what grounds? Decapitation! Chainsaw <laughs> Crooked cops, lawyers, and legal officials, your days are numbered. And as you can all plainly see by the testimony of this witness, my client could not have possibly placed that bomb in his septic truck. I wish to cross-examine the witness, your honor. Motion granted. With a chainsaw! <laughs> chainsaw your honor, the plaintiff's legal advisor is using violence and fear tactics to control this courthouse. I demand a mistrial. Strike that remark from the record, your honor. Motion denied, Mr. McDowell. Then I'll strike his legs from his torso. <laughs> Mr. McDowell, you've made a mockery of this courtroom, killed the defendant, his attorney, and a key witness. What do you have to say for yourself? Nolo contendre! (laughs) Don't miss this season's biggest blockbuster, or we'll find you in contempt. 
of a chainsaw lawyer. Rated PG-13 for three ass cracks and a silly moment where somebody shouts testicles. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was spectacular. That's a keeper. I think all lawyers should have chainsaws. Yeah. It would make court a lot more interesting if it just devolved into I a chainsaw I would watch duel. C-SPAN all day if everybody had a chainsaw. <laughs> Actually, I would watch C-SPAN for 15 minutes before everybody's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Judy would be the shit. Oh my god, she'd be really good. Did you say Scott Bakula? What? what? Did somebody say Scott Bakula? No one said Scott Bakula. I don't <laughs> no, know what Scott Bakula is. I assume... He is... A, He's the guy a, from Quantum Leap. Oh, I thought he was a vampire. Oh. Yeah, like kind of like a okay. black Dracula, right? Uh, Sure. Maybe? I don't know. Now, Dr. Josh, you sent me this file, and um, it, it's just a string of the same letter four yeah. times. So uh, could you give me a little bit of context here, yeah. or do you want me to play it first, and then you'll give the context? I'll introduce it. This is a combination of... A hard-hitting movie and a hard-hitting children's show that I think makes a great combination. It's a movie that the whole family can enjoy. I give you my movie mashup. It's Strip Tease and Thomas the Train Engine. It's called Thomas the Train Tease. Hey, kids, get ready for the children's movie of the century. It's Thomas the Train Tease. Thomas is a single dad trying to get his son back from his abusive caboose of an ex-wife. <laughs> to make things worse, he got fired from the railroad because of downsizing. Wow. Now he's got to put that smooth little chassis to work and earn some cold, hard coal so he can get his baby back. <laughs> Hey, Percy, want to come see what's inside this tight little tunnel? You know I do. And I'm going to need you to fill my coal car oh, all the way to the top. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. My boiler's about to explode. Sorry, gotta go. You train tease. Will Thomas get his son back? Will Sir Topham Hat give that filthy little train tease a spanking? Or will Thomas get railroaded by hot, frustrated locomotives? <laughs> How come you never commented on that pick I DM'd you? Ugh, you mean the one of your coal shoe? Oh, please, Percy. I get 50 of those a day. All right, you just keep on being a train tease, Thomas. But mark my words, Thomas the train tease. One day, someone's going to run a train on you. I'm just trying to make a living. <laughs> wow. It's a great movie. It's really a wonderful children's <laughs> movie. I'm glad. I have to say, the voice actor did yeah. some impressive work of, there. A lot of conflict, a lot of tension in that movie. It's very suspenseful because, like, you're never sure if he's going to get enough coal to get his kid back or if he is going to get gang raped. And this is exactly why yeah. I'm glad I don't have any children because this is the future of entertainment. <laughs> I, I you know, appreciate that. that, me. I've that you, go... you might understand. I, I got to talk to Josh. I think he understands the nuance of it a little okay. more. For me, the innuendo hits just a little too hard for me to want to watch that with the rest of my family. You know, I've got my creepy uncle, my creepy grandma, my creepy parents. Everybody's a pedophile. Um, but ugh, 
I don't know if they like trains. Well, it's a morality tale, really. The the trains represent people. Well, where's the morality? They may represent people, but it's all just a bunch of people banging each other, if you want to put it in that perspective. Well, there's no banging. There's no banging. There's a lot of banging. No. Have you ever been on a train? It's nothing but banging noises. No, there's chugging. What are you thinking about? Look, oh, there's chugging. That's true. Yes. All I'm, all I'm saying is that it's a it's a ethical conundrum because Thomas's caboose of an ex-wife is a terrible parent. So he's got to get his kid back and he needs to do what he's got to do. But at the same time, he's also having to essentially promise something that he can't really deliver. So will he end up have, having consequences from doing this? And will those consequences be outweighed? by getting his son back you have to you have to watch the movie to find I, I, out I, I i suppose but i feel like there's consequences whether he puts it in one direction or if he puts it in the other direction i don't think yeah. thomas can win in this situation that's why it's so suspenseful because you're, I, I you're never it. sure if he's going to get his kid back or if he's going to get railroaded by hot frustrated locomotives i understand now yeah it's a, it's a brilliant piece of cinema your kids will love it. Okay. I just remembered that World War One ended in 1919. Speaking of world wars, I got an idea, and unfortunately, I don't have this. is This is not a movie that has a you know a, a great trailer like you guys came up with. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do this live. Uh, the concept is based around uh, the movie's downfall. And the birdcage, because I, I recently saw a review of the birdcage with Robin Williams and Nathan Lane and having this really flamboyant, over the top homosexual relationship with each other. And it, it really inspired me and got me to think, well, what what if behind closed doors, that's really what Hitler was like? What if all of that, you know, angry energy really wasn't, um, you know, wasn't about everything that it seemed like he was about. What if things behind closed doors were a little bit different? So um, I'm going to try to act this out a little bit as best as I can, because like I said, this hasn't left the drawing board stage. And I'm not going to, I wrote out some material for this, but I'm not going to read all of it just because it would take too long. But I, I will do my best here. Well, feel free to take a moment to get inside the head of the character and really just summon, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, absolutely. Feel free to like method act this and really just... I'm doing the whole, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to get into the method acting of the moment here. So I, I will do my best. So here we go. Excellent speech, mein Führer. It was all wrong. Uh, it was an excellent speech. Not this speech. The curtains in the archway. How could we be using such horrible colors? They wash out my skin. And another thing. What, what about this room? The, it's got no floor. I cannot work in these conditions. Does we not have allies in Japan that can help us with the feng and the shui? Uh, perhaps we should uh, discuss the, the invasion of Russia. Uh, ah, yes. Uh, what a surprise uh, we have for the boys uh, taking on Stalin and the, the Iron Curtain. We will be having our own curtain call, yes? Uh. That's great, mein Führer. Uh, what, what is your plan to deal with Stalin? 
Stalin? Oh, no, no. I was thinking about my surprise for our soldiers, Hitler in review. I've composed a three-act musical extravaganza with music from Bach, Beethoven, and Wagner, accompanied by my own unique vocal talent and uh, costume design. I, I expect you should be lending uh, it shortly if you intend to keep your position. My creative spirit will not be expelled. No power, not even the allies can stop this. There we go. Ooh. Very nice. It sounds very dramatic. It's very intense. Yes. Yeah. You can really, you, you did a great job of bringing gay Hitler to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did my best. Now my throat uh, is really sore. Well, that does um, come along so with yeah. embodying gay Hitler. Gay Hitler. Yeah. Because of all the, all right. you know, the fellatio. In a world that changes as fast as your own, it's important to understand your needs. Lipidrome is a new drug on the market, and it may be exactly what you need. The next time you see your doctor, ask him about Lipidrome. Since Lipidrome has been released, some doctors have been prescribing it to their patients for a variety of reasons. Side effects of Lipidrome include mild nausea, cramps, and blurred vision. If you experience these side effects, ask your doctor about changing your Lipidrome dosage. Less or more Lipidrome may be required in this case to modify the outcome. Lipidrome is not for everybody. When you ask your doctor about Lipidrome, be sure to ask him if you are the type of person that Lipidrome is for. When you take Lipidrome regularly, you may experience that you are taking Lipidrome more often than when you weren't taking Lipidrome. Several independent studies have proven that Lipidrome is a drug that exists. Some people take a lot of drugs and for them, taking Lipidrome shouldn't be a very big deal. They may be able to simply add Lipidrome to their normal drug routine. Lipidrome because some people should be taking Lipidrome. Paid for by the Wonder Awesome Drug Company. Wow. You know, I, I'm not quite sure what Lipidrome does, but I already feel like uh, I, I should talk to my medical practitioner about uh, possibly including it in my uh, yeah, daily I, I, Yeah, it doesn't I, matter. I, they already I, paid us. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm I find myself asking myself, am I the type of person that should be taking lipidrome? Who knows? Because you yeah. are a doctor. I mean, it's a yeah. I, well, I don't know why I would it's, take it, but I want to know if I'm the type of person that should take it. Well, do you take drugs? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. So then you, you might need to take lipidrome. <laughs> you need to talk to your doctor. That's the thing. I don't know what it does. They just paid us money. You know what? I think this is a great time to ask us our, ourselves a very, very important question. And that is, 
Which is worse? And now it's time for Which is Worse? Dr. Tom, do you do you have some items for Dr. Josh and I or Dr. Josh, do you have some items? How, how are we how are you doing? I have this today? one, but I will defer to Dr. Tom. Uh, I want to know what his crazy okay. robot brain came up with. Okay, this crazy <laughs> organically engineered, mostly human brain uh had actually a yeah. uh, a whole smorgasbord of them. I think he got the smart clone this time around. Last time you just got the dumb clone with the high charisma. Uh, he rolled an 18. I rolled a freaking three. But, you know, I just do what I can. I like Dungeons it's all, and Dragons. It's all comparative, anyway, speaking. It is comparative. So the thing is, is I had a couple for this. But, you know, I really just want to cut it to the sh- chase. The one I really like the most. Um, so I want to put you guys into a situation. And it may be something you deal with regularly. It may be something that you have dealt with some point in your pasts. But it's all going to sound a little familiar until we get to a certain roadblock that might make it a little bit difficult to make a decision. So we're going to throw the scenario out to you. You woke up in the morning. You're already 15 minutes late. You hit the snooze button a couple too many times on your alarm clock. You jump in the shower. You do your thing. You take care of business. You shave your balls. You do everything you do before you're ready to go to your work. And you get downstairs. You got your cup of coffee. You got your lunch for the day. You've got everything. You walk out to your car, it's time to leave. You start backing up down your driveway, and then what the fuck? Right on your property, before you even leave your property, you look at your rearview mirror, you're glad you caught it before you just rolled right over it. There's a fucking human carcass in your goddamn driveway. You cannot get your car around it, no matter how many times you've tried. There is a dead body, a human dead body, in the middle of your driveway, sitting right there on your property. Now, the number of things that need to be done, need to do, and you're already probably going to be late for work, everything's rolling through your head at this moment. But I want to give you another situation, and you can tell me what might be worse than that. So let's throw all of those variables into the same situation. You're backing down your driveway. You're ready to leave. It's not a human carcass. It's a full-grown elephant. I want to know from the both of you (laughs) which is worse. You're late for work. The situation's bad. You've got a human carcass in the way on your property, or you have a dead, full-grown elephant in your way, also on your property. What do you think's worse? Well, what kind of car do I drive? (laughs) A Chevy Volt. Okay, so not, not a car that has a lot of clearance. Not a car that could even clear a human being. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I was gonna say if I had to, for example, go drive over a curb, this thing would bottom out. Absolutely. Huh. And do how do Chevy Volts? Do they have a lot of trunk space? Would you say? Probably not. <laughs> mm. I, I would say somewhere between okay. no and absolutely no. I I keep so- I keep just arriving though at there's a lot of things you can do with a dead human body. For example, like. <laughs> A few well-placed bungee cords, maybe some string, a rope, whatever. You can prop that body up in your car like it's just sleeping in the passenger seat so, and drive in, <laughs> right? Maybe so like weekend at of a Bernie's? strategic point. Yeah, like Weekend at Bernie's. You could just say he's shadowing you for the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is Frank. 
He doesn't talk a you gotta lot. Yeah, he gives suicide glasses. He's a homeless guy, which is why he smells. In case you're wondering. You see, I agree with Dr. Josh, but for but based on a different principle, and and that's what makes the better story here when you have to call in to work and say I can't get out of my driveway. I mean. It's a horrific story to have to say, yeah, I went to back out of my driveway and there was a dead body there and now there's police and I don't know how this guy got there and they, they suspect me and you can't move the body. Like as much as Dr. Josh, you have some great plans here. You move that body. You've now violated the crime scene and possibly pinned the, the crime on yourself. So the human body aspect is worse because really there's much more chance that you're going to be looked at weird if you move the body you're going to be suspect and when it's an elephant it's just like hey you know boss you're not going to believe this and i'm going to i'm i'm going to send you a picture to prove this is real but there's a fucking dead elephant at the end of my driveway i don't know how it got there um there 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 is like some giant van like from the zoo that just showed up and like some lady that's crying over this elephant but uh you know, uh, I can't come in today because um, really there, there's no way that I can move said elephant out of my driveway. It's, it's just not going to happen. I think because the elephant makes a better story and because you're you're not possibly having any potential of being implicated for murder, um, I, I think that that's less okay. worse. Counterpoint. Fuck you. It depends on what you mean by that's better like story. Counterpoint. <laughs> depends on what you mean by better story. Okay, he, human body oh, no. in my driveway. I call my boss. Hey, boss, <laughs> you'll never believe this. There's a dead human corpse in my driveway. There's a lady crying over it. Uh, there's a van from the zoo. Every they're all distraught. Um, they, you know, he got away. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Why the fuck would there be a van from the zoo for a dead body in your yard? I don't know. That, again, I, the, like, but, like, what? Where, but if, if your definition, what? What's if this your like definition an of better means more intriguing than... Is this like another one of Dr. Tom's clones that like escaped from a zoo or something? Who is this woman? What is this truck? I'm just so confused right now. <laughs> I mean, I figured since we're adding people to the scenario, you know, you can apply it to both situations. <laughs> <laughs> so so it sounds to me dr josh that you're <laughs> god damn it um, you're really looking into the short-term solution because you just want to get to work i i really feel like dr chris is actually kind of looking to wait. the long-term penalties of um you know wait. the crying woman in the dead body in his driveway <laughs> i only think short term I think that the best possible solution is both. Hear me out. Really? Okay. How so? Dead human body and a dead human elephant in your driveway. Cut the elephant open. A dead human elephant. Shove the human body in. <laughs> drive to work. <laughs> you're still not getting over the elephant. Like, then you're just like, slice a 
dead elephant with like what a kitchen knife or yeah. some junk? <laughs> yeah, I cut the elephant open with a kitchen knife while the Uber's on its way. Dude, you're overcomplicating the, the whole situation. Oh. Now there's an Uber driver, a crying lady, a circus troupe. What is going on right now? Will you shut the fuck I think up you're missing and let the me point? just explain? That's a lot of explaining. Well, you're the one that asked the question, so you're supposed to listen. That's true. Okay. I'm just listen. curious when the aliens get involved and when Jesus fixes all your problems. I'm just really wondering where you're going to go down that rabbit hole. Not you get down to the bottom, you're going to find two things. One of them is China, the other one is Jesus. It depends on which direction you dig. Knock, knock. You forgot Who's to Cthulhu. Interrupting cyborg. Interrupting cy- No. I'm Dr. Tom! Okay, alright. Here's the deal. You cut them. Let me finish. You cut the elephant open while, while the Uber driver is on Both his way, Okay. Shove the body in. Uber driver pulls up. You're just like, ignore that. Uh, I need to get to this address. They drive you to work. Wow. And no one is the wiser. Because the so, people from the, you know. Huh. You've got a lot of trust in your Uber driver. No, and that, or what I do, or or what you do. The people from the zoo show up and you're just like, listen, I know this is your fault. You need to deal with this shit. Get rid of both these bodies because I know they both came from your fucking zoo since you obviously knew they were here. You're implying a lot of after the fact incidents. What if the zoo never shows up? What if you just have then, a dead elephant on your hands? Okay, then I just shove the driveway. human body into the elephant and call it over. What if the Uber never shows up? What if they see the dead elephant blocking your driveway and just choose not to drive through it? They'll I mean, show up. There's a lot of variables. Are, they do show up? Yeah. I've Uber. never called an Uber before. I guess they're extremely reliable. Yeah, they'll show up. Is this an ad reading for Uber? Let's, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on, you, if you're driving Uber, if you're driving Uber, all you, want, all you care about is the fare. You just want to show up and get your job done. You're not making a lot I of money you were there for the cool story per drive. You're you're not concerned about the dead elephant that may or may not have been cut open and had a human cadaver placed inside of it. <laughs> you're not you're not asking those kind of questions. Your your solution, though, I, I think is not the ideal one. And here's why I thought of a way that you could take care of both of these things in the same way, but actually have it be more surprising for the zoo and make for another plug for one of our, our, our new sponsors, Gorilla Glue. Here's what you <laughs> okay. do. You put on a pair of gloves. You coat the body in Gorilla Glue, and while it's still wet, the Gorilla Glue can act as a lubricant. Oh, hold on. We're not Shove the body the elephant, up the elephant's... No, no, no. Let me finish. Shove the body up the elephant's ass. No. Then get in the Uber... Tell the Uber to ignore the elephant. The zoo comes back. They try to figure out how the hell did this elephant die? Well, the elephant died because some guy had some sort of death wish or fantasy and covered himself in glue and glued himself into the elephant's ass. The forensics would never Problem check solved. out. 
I just the gorilla glue will fill it will dry faster than you can paste an entire body with it, and definitely faster than you can shove an entire body up an elephant's ass. Okay, now assume the elephant is dead. I mean, we've already established that, which means the rectum is going to be relaxed, so it's going to be easier to shove a human body up the up the rectum, um, it's still going to be a little difficult because you're alone. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to do that sort of walk in and move where you got to kind of move an ass flap a little bit, push the body, go move the opposite ass flap, push it in a little bit more. You're going to have a lot of ass flapping going on. The rectum is going to be a little bit difficult. I, I'm assuming that an elephant's ass to his rectum ratio is actually significantly larger than a human, given that we're looking at a larger object. So it's like, it's going to be like ass sphincter, sphincter, ass, body, ass, sphincter, sphincter, ass, body. It's going to take you like four hours to get a human being all the way up that elephant's ass. But how long is it going to take you to cut the elephant open and do the same thing uh, with the body? How long should You're it have, have taken to before you had body. called 911? That's my question. There's a dead human in your driveway. Wait, well, how did it end up? How did both happen at the same time? This, this really that that did get off the, the rails, didn't it? Okay, know. so let's go back to just the person. So you call 911, they come out, they want to take a statement. Then you got to go down to the police station because they, you know, it was on your property, all that stuff. Listen, it's too much. Right. You need to deal with this fast. So maybe the solution is you cut the person's arms and legs off and then shove them inside the person's ass <laughs> and then. Whoa. Maybe, maybe somehow that would help. <laughs> I can't think of any way that would help. <laughs> I'm just trying it's, to find It's a solution. great image, though. <laughs> you're, you're not finding solutions. You're finding complications. There's the difference. You're just created a stranger situation to explain when the police arrive. You'd be all like, well, all right, well, I'm out of Gorilla Glue, so it's probably not my fault that there's Gorilla Glue all over the place. And uh, listen, also, I'd be like, listen, I shove officer, this guy up his own listen, ass. Listen, man, I was trying to get to work and shit got weird. I thought, I thought it would help. have broken me i'm like literally crying <laughs> stupid elephants okay hey hey chris <laughs> can you do me a favor and google um <laughs> no <laughs> how to dissolve human body in acid uh no you can you can watch a show called breaking bad i, I believe they covered that thoroughly in one of their episodes okay I think this scenario has been beaten uh, to death no, at this point. Do uh, I it's have been plywood? shoved up its own uh, no. ass. Do I have plywood? <laughs> How much plywood oh, do I have? Plywood have? In my... so you, okay. put a, you put like a long piece of plywood <laughs> on either side because I got a really light car and then you just drive over the body with that and then you move the plywood <laughs> and the police will just assume since you didn't leave any tire tracks on the body that it, w it showed up <laughs> after... You left for work. So what do you do with the plywood? You just put it back in your garage. So like covered in like meat residue and all the other gross fleshy bits that might attract you it. Didn't when say that it was, you didn't say that it was naked and decomposing. Well, no, it doesn't need to be naked for the fleshy bits to arrive. I'm just saying 
if it's in your driveway and it's still found in your driveway, even if you did leave to work, you can be pretty much guaranteed the police are going to search your garage and find your bloody plywood Why would there be blood bridge. Just Why would there be you smashed it across a dead body and then drove a couple tons across the top of it? How yeah, is it not gonna bleed? It was a light car and I did it fast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How about okay? What, I, honestly, what I don't if, know how fast a Chevy Volt can drive on either side of the body, and then use those to support the plywood. You know, honestly, I would just drive across my lawn at that point. I thought that that wasn't an option. Yeah, you didn't say that the that there was enough lawn at the like. Well, at you the didn't the think about it. You assholes like all wanted to run over a dead sh- body, be no, it human no, okay. or elephant. No, no, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. You no, said. No. You've tried and you can't get around it. You specifically you state because if this that was the answer, recorded. then I would say easy. Okay, human body. Wait. I drive around if, it and go to work, and I don't give a shit. Okay, so maybe if he you in fact said it. that, you have to in the edit add that in right here because he said he, you can't prove it. Yep, <laughs> that would be perfect. I'm pretty I'm, sure I did say it. I'm gonna add it in with some circus music to make you look like a fucking <laughs> asshole. You cannot get your car around it, no matter how many times you've tried. <laughs> Can you have the sound of him eating an apple, too? Because that would make him sound even more like an asshole. Are we done with this scenario now? Can we, can we please move on? Um, yes, if you want to. Do I have a jackhammer? (laughs) So what I do is I jackhammer through my driveway and then I dig a very, very deep grave, push the (laughs) elephant into it, and then I just pave over it and then I go to work. uh, Whoa. Okay. Have you ever paved your own driveway? Flawless. (laughs) Really? Look, I don't even think you'd need to repave the driveway or human body all you need to do get the elephant flush no just cover it with driveway sealant <laughs> seal an elephant into your driveway so you're going with the elephant is what you're I saying mean, the person would be easier smaller hole you put the <laughs> sealant over there they don't find it for another 200 years and by that point it's a fossil you really need to seal that elephant good or that human body yeah you use a lot of it so, so the thing is, is, so I'm still trying to just find some final decisions. So you think yeah, the human work. body would be less worse? Yeah, I, if you can move it. So which one would be worse? Ideally, I'm just going to drag it into my neighbor's yard <laughs> and That's go to work. That's brilliant. Got a simple elegance to it. <laughs> Dr. Chris, <laughs> what do you think would be worse? Okay. All, all I'm saying, I've never tried to <laughs> drag true. an elephant into my neighbor's I... yard, but it would be harder. I'm guessing, I, unless you cut no, off all no, the weight would be the same. I, I guess I already, the uh, surface area. Maybe that would, would make it lighter. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the that's like that old uh, that old um, academic uh, conundrum mass. where um, if you get a pizza, and you shove that's them up an elephant's six asshole. slices, and you get another pizza that's cut into eight slices, but no, no, no but they're both but large pizza more? pizzas from the same place. Which one has more pizza? Is it the one with eight smaller slices or the one with six bigger slices? They both have the same area. They both have, you said they're both large pizzas. They both have the same area. So 
They're both the same. Who's the fat fuck that eats a large pizza and slices? What the hell? Yeah, but one has eight slices and the other one has six. That doesn't make it more pizza. Holy shit, that's an option. Look, I have a better idea. Tell them not to slice the fucking pizza and then cut it into <laughs> Tell as them many to cut it into squares and triangles. Solved, okay? <laughs> or cut it into all those little weird squares and triangles. The point is, is that, okay, Dr. Tom, to answer... Weird. So I'll cut it into like 100 pizzas, mega pizza. Dr. Tom, to answer your question, I still believe that the, the elephant would be more entertaining for me. And it, 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 and again, that's my opinion for me. Um, and would have less. I can't believe uh, governmental and um, legal hassle around it than the human body. Therefore, the human body is worse. That's still my answer. I got another question. What do I do for work? You're a professional elephant masturbator. You masturbate the elephants at the local surface circus. Yeah, circus. You masturbate <laughs> elephants at the local circus. To keep them from getting too aggressive and running into people's driveways and getting murdered. Okay, new plan. I put my car in neutral oh, at the top of my driveway. <laughs> and I lay down next to the body and let the car run both of us over. <laughs> and that solves the problem. I don't have to worry about yeah, work anymore nice. or really anything. Because I'm dead. You didn't have a very good job anyway. Or if it's an okay. elephant... I, sh this, I cover myself in gorilla glue work, and, and shove myself into glue. the elephant's ass. <laughs> I would be relieved, though, to see the dead elephant. It's like, well, there's one <laughs> less elephant I gotta masturbate. That's like four but hours if, of work. But if there's like 40 elephants, oh, that's like oh, a drop ew. in the bucket. Figuratively ew. speaking. <laughs> but, if, but if I, for example, am a secret agent, <laughs> I have fixers. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, could, okay. I, could, I could just call up <laughs> My fixer and be like, hey, Julio, I need you to get it down here and fix this shit because there's a dead body in my driveway. I didn't have anything to do with it. I promise you I'm a secret agent. And then he would come fix the problem for me. I'd be like, look, I already compacted it. I shoved the arms and legs in the ass. All you got to do is come roll this thing into a tarp. Get rid of it. Oh, man. Do you want to go with it? So I have a witch's worse. I'm very curious right now. It was like fucking 30 uh, uh, minutes. You know what? Let's just humor him because he's managed to draw out a segment that... That's okay. We save content that way. minutes long into something that's well, like... Well, let's be honest. This is this 30 minutes has been better so, than the rest of the whole podcast. So... For you, absolutely. You know, we'll stick with what's really been good. For me, at least. Uh, I, I still want to okay. hear it. Well, if this has been too long, I, I can save it for next time. I think so. Okay. That that no. Go go yeah. ahead. Are you ready? Yeah, we still want to hear it. You sure? I I. Oh, I don't want to make the podcast too long. Yeah. Definitely sure. I. You're the one. Josh does all the hard work. Care. Go ahead. It doesn't matter this how long it gets. This is not a complicated we're, 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 we're not much work. Trust point. me. Well, I don't have to fuck with RSS feeds. Yeah, I don't even know what either. that is. Okay. And I barely know anything about WordPress, so... It's not about the length. You know. <laughs> and that wouldn't have anything to do with the length. <laughs> no, 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 we're done with Gorilla Glue for now. Well, you know what, what is worse? What, what are you talking about right now? No, it's, it's about... We're never done with Gorilla Glue. <laughs> not until it dries anyway. <laughs> Clearly not. 
<laughs> dipping your dipping oh. your rock hard erection into no. a glass of gorilla glue like an old you, fashioned oh, candle. Oh. Is this part of the witch's worst scenario? Is that one of them? <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I mean, Never mind. I was ready to contemplate that. It, it just keeps compiling. Okay, go ahead. Layers. No, it's like you pull your dick out and. The problem is, no. is oh. the glue and the okay. glass stuff. You get to take the glass <laughs> with you. It's like you're almost having like a giant dildo for a dick. Um, something that perhaps giant box of dildos straight to your ass dot com might sell. But I, I don't want to get too deep into that. <laughs> but I, I do want to hear what you have to say about which is worse. <laughs> Dr. Josh. Okay, Dr. Josh, you... You need to take what he just said and move it to the section after the the uh, actual ad. Okay, read. if it works that way, it doesn't matter if that's where it happened chronologically. That is okay. the best put the place to put the comment that he just made. I will. I will yes. keep that in mind. Can I <laughs> Do it. just say my witch? Do it right now. now. Okay, I feel like you guys you guys are really drawing this out. Okay, sure. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, what are you? Let him talk. Okay, okay so, let him oh, do his fuck thing. You. Everybody, you quiet. Oh, I'm fuck sorry. you sideways okay. right up the ass. Yeah, stop drawing it out, Chris. All right. Okay. Which is worse? You have a regular sized asshole, but you have a mouth, a mouth? that's like a baby mouth, like a mouth the size of an infant. Your, your asshole, totally normal. It's a great asshole. Works perfectly. Everything's good. Looks normal. But your mouth is the size of like huh. a six-month-old's. You tracking with me? I think so. You get so. a weird-ass looking baby mouth, okay? It looks okay. fucking weird. And it's hard to eat. Okay. Because it takes longer for you to put enough calories into your face with your shitty baby mouth. You got baby teeth. <laughs> Actually, you don't have baby teeth because okay. you eventually do grow adult, adult teeth. teeth. So basically, like, you've got, like, <laughs> a baby mouth with, like, oh, okay. four adult teeth on the top, four adult teeth on the bottom. <laughs> okay, you look like a, something like a whole out of a razor. horror movie. Okay. So that's scenario number one. Scenario number two, you have a totally normal face with an adult mouth and regular teeth. But... You have the asshole of a horse. Whoa. So no. Yeah, I didn't think the asshole was going to get even when bigger. It, when that, when the. When, <laughs> that's getting put into a super. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you when, like when, horses? What? Well, I mean, horses no. Don't have they any just shit yeah, everywhere. they do. So when the poop reaches the horse's butthole, it just comes out. <laughs> yeah. So that's now how you poop. Wow. I want the baby mouth. I'll be honest with you. Okay, now understand. I can have like, a baby mouth and a liquid gonna, everybody's diet. Everybody's going to think you're a freak. And allow my regular asshole to continue everyone's to shit regularly. That's okay. Everyone. Well, you wouldn't shit. You wouldn't shit regularly. You can't shit regularly with a, with a liquid diet. Oh. Maybe I have more confidence in my digestive system than you do. I think... Confidence had nothing Let's to do with it. Let's put it this way. I may have a baby mouth, but if I have an adult asshole, I think my adult stomach is going to be able to figure out that, holy shit, this guy has a baby mouth. Let's make some poop that's normal. So it's just going to wait a little bit longer while I take my time. Fair enough. If I had an asshole of a horse, 
I've been on horseback rides before, um, and it's not pretty if you're not the one in front, because the horses tend to follow each other very closely. So every fart that the horse in front of you makes, first off, you definitely hear it. You may not necessarily smell it if you hold your breath, but if that horse shits its brains out, the horse you're on, all it does is turn its head and keep walking while you just get to watch all the poop just just freaking empty out of that thing because it's lifted its tail right up. Yeah. It is freaking disgusting. And if I have to do that to anybody, I hope it's on a subway. And I don't ride the subway yeah. regularly, so uh, maybe if it did, I would. And another side note, another side of note about this. You see, I, I think differently. Asshole, is that it, they're because they're so big, it would actually be almost bigger than your butt cheeks. Oh man! So it would poke out. Oh. You have a walking prolapse. Yeah. You. I'm sorry, Chris. I interrupted you. <laughs> uh, no comment. No, no, you're you're okay. Um, I'm just thinking. I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, as much as it would be tempting to see having the power of horse farts as a superpower and being able to use that to your advantage at strategic times. Uh, you're saying that you don't have any control over it. I'd rather so look like I'm a freak than Dr. shit like a freak. One. I mean, we're talking like horror movie. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen an adult? I'll maybe maybe I'll make a picture. Maybe that can be the the image for this that podcast. That would be amazing. Just an adult with a baby mouth and a big smile with four adult teeth on the top and four adult teeth on the look. bottom. We'll see if you change your mind. I guarantee, I guarantee you, there is somebody online that uh, honestly, has a fetish for that. Yeah, but you could say you the same money. thing twice over for the horse ass. Yeah, good yeah, that's lord, true. people love people that love stuff. Horse ass. This is true. So the question would be, you know like, what? Which one, actually, like, you know what? Let me double back. I actually think I would rather just have the normal face at this point and the asshole of a horse, because yeah, if well, I mean, if look, I think about it, either way, you get on whole. You, either way, you get on OnlyFans and you're uh, going to That's money. true. Um, I'm not even thinking about the money I'll make. But yeah, what I am I mean, thinking about that's a good is... Point. I, I guess I just don't care. I'll probably drive in a car a lot less and I'll probably control my diet. But if I'm in a situation where I'm just around a bunch of strangers and I know I got to shit, it would be hilarious to just shit horse loads of manure. I guess I could call it manure <laughs> at that point. Just you're in a you're in a freaking crowded elevator. You're going up to the 16th floor. You're on floor three. Probably not too many, you know, spots in between. <laughs> Elevator's already full. You're just surrounded by um, just you know people you don't know, don't really care about. Somebody already just elbowed you in the side, and it's like, well, you just encouraged it. Just take a giant horse dump all over the freaking elevator, and you just look at them and just be like. It's a medical condition. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. I feel like it becomes a strength. I feel like I could join the ranks of Squiz Fingers and Glue Baby and just be horse shit, man. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like I've got my own superpower. Can clear an elevator. You know what? Yep. That, that you have, with your change of opinion, have swayed my opinion as well. Because originally I did say it'd be cool to have that superpower. Well, I don't even care about the like, farts. I just want to give them some um, solid whatnot, remembrance so. that they were... In the elevator with horse shit, man. Let's hope it's solid. Might not be solid. Is this like one of those things where you would like directly hold, make and hold eye contact? I with would like look at the oldest person in there 
and I would stare at them and just be like, <laughs> yeah, you thought you had it bad. I am horse shit, man. Here's another thought. Oh, yes. I guess it just depends on whether or not, <laughs> like the extent to which the sphincter controls the shape of the poops. Because if your horse ass makes your poops look like horse plops, then what I would do is if I shit in the elevator, I would pretend like it never happened and then look down and be like, ugh, did someone bring a horse in here? <laughs> Gross. You're shaking it out of your pant leg. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't get into your boot. (laughs) Yeah, it's a perfect alibi. You could really be subtle and be just like, is anyone here a farmer? Maybe you brought an accident with you. Is anyone here a horse? (laughs) Probably not. Okay, I think we need to I'll be honest, though. I'm going to go with the normal face with the horse (laughs) asshole because, honestly, I realized it would be a great deal of fun. (laughs) Stinky fun, but fun. All right. All right. We've reached the end of our time together here. If you do like what you're hearing, please do us a favor uh, and give us some kind of rating or review in whatever uh, app that you are listening to us through. If you want to leave us feedback, the place to do that is feedback at auralmalpractice.com. Again, that's feedback at auralmalpractice.com. We'd love to hear from you. And Chris, do you have any advertising? If you yeah, don't what? like what you're hearing, <laughs> yes, even more so. Write us at oralmalpractice.com. Feedback at oralmalpractice.com. And last but not least, if you have any other advertising opportunities for them, we would love to hear them. Uh, and, and please send those along. So until next time, I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Josh. And I'm Dr. Tom's second clone. All right. And we'll catch you all next time. Take care. Oral Malpractice.